and thank you for joining us on the Four Generations podcast. Today we're going to discuss how we met. We all know making adult friendships is very difficult, um, and yet somehow the four of us have come together and formed a really beautiful and unique friendship, so we just kind of wanted to start off our inaugural podcast by talking about how that came to be. So the two people who have known each other the longest in our friend group are Jen and Kimmy. Do you guys want to talk about how you guys met? Sure. So when Kimmy and I first kind of started talking and hanging out, I actually had owned a business that was right down the street from the business that Kimmy bought. I sold it the same year Kimmy bought her business. I would come into the uh, shameless plug for Kimmy Pizza Shop and we would just visit that way. But then Kimmy was quick to point out to me, as she sometimes will do, uh, to correct me, that that was not correct. No. So I did point that out to her. So I did let Jen know that I knew them before that time because her daughter was in a kindergarten class that I was teaching. So I had known her daughter when her daughter was five or six years old. And then... Jen's in-laws had moved in down the street from where I lived and I saw her daughter there and I was like whoa I know that little girl and so I have followed her from when she was little she was a softball player and so I've seen her just kind of grow up in the softball world. So we were in the periphery of each other's lives I guess we knew each other but we didn't really know each other and we weren't really hanging out and and having friends. Um Till a couple of years ago. Till a couple of years ago. Yeah. At which time my daughter, who was in softball, my youngest daughter, finished school and went to college. And then I realized at that time that something you learn really quickly is that when you have kids, that your relationships with other adults are based around those relationships or those things that your kids are doing. So when my kids were done doing those activities, I was left without a friend group, really, um, because those people were people I was acquainted with. And our only thing we had in common was those activities. It's interesting you say that. Um, So when I first moved to Hamilton County, I was a young mom. I had a one-year-old. I was 23, and I called my mom just sobbing. And I said, Mom, how do you make friends? She said, when your kids are in school, you, you meet people that way. And I thought, that's cool, but Stella's one. I've got all sorts of time before she starts school. So I would stand in the apartment lobby and just like wave at people and I'd go to the pool and just try to talk to anybody I could meet, um, take her to the park, met a lot of nannies, not a lot of moms, um, and I was pretty crushed. I, I was lonely and when she did finally start school, I joined the PTO, I joined every committee I could think of, I just wanted to make friends and through that I met Kimmy um, I she was a really big part of donating you know, pizza for activities we had and so we kind of got to know each other that way yes so i was doing pizzas at one of our local wineries and farron came up and she was like i'm pto and i want to know if you'll do pizzas for our back to school night and so i was like absolutely we had seen each other at different events that we had attended so i've known farron for for a few years and just recently had started to get acquainted better with her yeah, so I we're in a Facebook group, the four of us actually, um, but when it first started, I agreed to chair lunches and brunches, so I was chairing a lunch at Kimmy's Pizza Shop, and Jen came. So this lunch probably had about 12 different people. Jen and I sat next to each other, and we just absolutely hit it off. 
I'm not sure we talked to anyone else the entire time we were there. And we Kim, absolutely did. We were very friendly. We were great. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, Kimmy was working, so she would sit down and join us as she could. Um, but by the end of the lunch, Jen and I were planning a trip to Colorado together, and we'd known each other for about an hour. So, And I invited myself, and- <laughs> which is what I normally do when I want to go somewhere. And love blossomed. But, you know... <laughs> We had the lunch, we hit it off, we became, you know, we, we liked each other, but Jen, if we, if Jen sent me a text about three days later, four days later that said, Hey, do you want to grab lunch? And if she hadn't done that, I'm not sure it would have went anywhere beyond that lunch. And I'm a person who overanalyzes things and I drove the entire three and a half minutes to the restaurant down the street. (laughs) Thinking. She was late. She was late. I was, sure late. She was late. <laughs> I was late. And the whole time I'm thinking, what are we even going to talk about? Like, I've met this lady once. I've been around her for like two hours. And and to point out, there's a 20-year age difference. Yeah. And about, I think, two hours into lunch, we both were like, we got we to gotta go, but let's do this again. <laughs> so the three of us started hanging out. Yep. And so I had moved to Hamilton County from Fort Wayne, where I'd lived for over 30 years, had a lot of really great, strong friendships, moved here for family, and um, didn't have friends here, was retired, uh, moved during the pandemic, so I wasn't going to a gym or to a church or other places where ordinarily you would meet people. My kids had all moved out and started their own lives, and I was incredibly lonely. And I spent any chance I had when I was somewhere trying to make a connection. So can you please tell the Kroger story? (laughs) I never get tired of the Kroger story. First time I met Farron, I told this story. I had gone to our local grocery store and make smiling at anybody that makes eye contact trying to make a friend and there was a woman who I saw in one aisle she was coming from the opposite direction and then I saw her again in the next aisle by the third aisle I was kind of smiling at her and then by the fourth aisle as she's at one end I'm the other she starts waving her arms at me I'm embarrassed to say this but I became quite excited and thought that she felt this connection and So I go running towards her, and she doesn't accept my embrace. Instead, she says, I think you have my cart. (laughs) She did not want to be friends with me. She wanted her cart, which technically was not hers. It belongs to Kroger, as (laughs) did all the things that were in her cart. I tried to make a joke out of it, and I said, we'll never speak of this again, right? And she was just nervously backing away from me. (laughs) And when I got home that day, I told my husband, I'm never going to make any friends here. I hate my life, et cetera, et cetera. Now, how soon after the Kroger cart lady, that's what we'll call her, did you and I meet? (laughs) A couple weeks later, I had signed up for a Facebook event. Of course, when the day rolled around, I didn't want to go. It was cold. We were going to sit in an igloo. It seemed really stupid, but I made myself go. And there I met Farron. And she was so friendly and so welcoming. And by the end of the night, we'd done more shots than we could count. Yeah, so we were in an igloo. And it was, I think, probably like wind chill, like negative 18. Oh, and we had horrible. comforters, coats, hats, gloves, scarves, you name it. We're still freezing. 
So when our igloo time was up, I wasn't done for the night. And I said, I'm going to my favorite bar across the street. Who wants to join? So we went over there and Susie sat next to me. And it, it in my defense, it was the bartender's birthday. So I bought a round <laughs> of shots for everybody, including her. And Which then was the, the beginning of the end. It just evolved. And... Um, but I remember I woke up the next day and I text Jen and Kimmy and I said, hey, I got another friend for us. I found somebody you guys are going to love. And wait till you hear this story, she told me. So the next week, Farron was kind enough to invite me to lunch. I had the same inner struggle, like, am I going to go to lunch? This girl's half my age. Who'd I shared shots with and had a really nice time and her two friends that I didn't know but I went to lunch and they were all so friendly and so welcoming and by the time lunch was over I was invited to go on their first field trip with them. <laughs> <laughs> to Colorado um so we move Su- relations along relationships along very quickly yes. yes so Susie something I find interesting is I moved to Hamilton County as a 22 year old with a baby and I couldn't meet friends and you moved to Hamilton County as a recently retired person with all of your children out of the house and yet we still had the same issue and the mm-hmm. same dilemma about making friends that is interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's a thing. It's hard it's hard for women to put themselves out there and connect with other people. So Kimmy, as the only person in the group without friends, do you <laughs> <laughs> Kimmy, as the only person in the group without kids, have you found that it's difficult for you to make friends? Um, it is different. It's different with different events. So I guess what, what is different about people with kids is I don't, I feel like with here at the pizza shop, so I have a lot of high school kids that work for me at the pizza shop and I feel like they are my own kids. But I will tell you on things that people have mother-daughter dates, hey, let's go and do this mother-daughter thing. Those are events that I do not get invited to and not out of, um, you know, any reason, but I just don't have a kid and they want to do things with their friends that have children. So, I mean, I guess there's a little bit of, a little bit of an area that I don't get involved in things. But for me, if I want to go somewhere, kid or no kid, I'm just going to ask. And that's how I roll. You know, what's interesting, Kimmy, is that, um, I do have a kid, she's 13, but she looks at you and, and really all of you as, I don't know, second moms, aunts, whatever. So she woke up almost every day this summer asking if we could go swim at Kimmy's or swim at Jen's. And that boundary for her, it's kind of funny, is not there because she, you know, if there was a mother-daughter event, she'd go with you just as easily as she'd go <laughs> with me. <laughs> well, I think one thing that was really fun, and I feel like it's really important, is when we introduced our husbands to each other. And that was, I think, a really great thing for us that almost sealed us because they got along mm. well. And it's important when you have friends that, you're, that your husbands get along or, or like to be around each other. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, my husband is a bit of an introvert. He does a decent amount of stuff with people throughout the day. So he comes home and wants to just be home. Um, and it's sometimes pulling teeth to get him to do anything, but Kimmy threw a party this summer and I told him he was coming, whether he wanted to or not. 
And it was, so we were there, played flippy cup, had a lot of fun. I'm thinking there were more shots. I can't remember, but we got home. I have a lot of friend groups and I value all of my friends, but Chris connected with you guys and your husbands in a way that he has never connected with other friends and their husbands. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's not just us, it's kind of our whole families are involved, you know, like Mm -hmm. we went to pride, all of us, Jen, you brought your husband and your daughter and, and it was a great time. And I think a cool thing was too, what Jen's daughter had said. And I, I love that because one, it just makes me feel good. And it makes me feel good that we have something special as a friend group, a little selfishness, but you know, that, that she said this. So my daughter is 20 and she says to me after this party that we were at playing Flippy Cup, which by the way, we were on the winning team, all of us. Yep. I mean, except Susie. She wasn't, but we're sorry. (laughs) It was my first time playing. Um, But my 20-year-old daughter says, Mom, how come it took you so long to make cool friends? (laughs) (laughs) And, And that was the first time that my husband met some of the other husbands. Jen's husband and my husband had, as her daughter said, an instant bromance. So in all that time when I was trying to make friends, my husband was just at home in his office, not interacting with people and being okay with that. But once I brought him around these really fun women and their cool husbands, then he was all in too. So Susie, when we got back from Colorado, you mentioned to me that your brother asked you, what do we all have in common? So, you know, we are in very different stages of life. Um, I'm I'm mid thirties with a 13 year old. Your kids are grown, married, Jen, your kids are college, finishing college. Uh, Kimmy, you're mid forties. What do we have in common? What do you think makes this friendship tick? I have, I, I like to answer this question and the number one answer is that we genuinely like each other and we have a good time together. I will add that the one thing that is very important for me with this group and it's not always the best thing but i do put a lot of emphasis and i put a lot of um merit on this friendship and the one thing that really impresses me about these girls is that they show up and i will say that you will hear it time and time again that they show up and we show up for each other not just for that and and when i say show up it might not be physical but it might be a phone call it might be calling jen and saying hey where are you at the are you here at this winery and she says yeah but we're getting ready to leave and where are you well we were here but we saw your car okay we'll come over and she stays or you might call farron and say hey where, what are you doing? You want to come have a drink? And she says, I'm in bed, but okay. <laughs> or Susie's hosting book club. And I'm like, like, she's like, come over early. And I get there 15 minutes and I'm really proud of myself. And she says, I thought you were coming over early. And but, 15 minutes early in Kimmy time is like an hour in anyone else's yeah. time. So that was showing up it early. Um, yeah. So to piggyback on that, my daughter had her nutcracker this weekend. Um, she debuted as the nutcracker. She was amazing. And we had planned to go, and Kimmy owns a restaurant, um, and her second-in-command got the flu. So, you know, I just assumed she probably wasn't going to be able to make it. And about an hour before the show, I don't know what she did. She pulled all the cards. She called in every favor, and she texted me, send me two tickets. 
my husband and I are on the way and they showed up at intermission and I tell you it was super special to see my daughter's face when she saw all four of us after her show and knew that everybody had been there for her so that's the kind of thing that that happens routinely I think with us I agree I think the one thing that I'd like to point out though and is that people have a stigma about friendships and Susie when we first met actually she can tell you more of the story about the age situation and you know we what we don't have in common is that we're not all the same age (laughs) does that make a stronger friendship I actually absolutely think it does because we come at it from all different perspectives and we can have conversations in four different generations that you can't have with people that are all your own age Mm -hmm. and you can learn things from each other that you wouldn't learn if you were sitting around talking to people that were all exactly where you are in life yeah I mean the first time I met Kimmy and Jen and I said I've been going to these events and looking for other gray-haired people and not finding them and Jen said why do you care if they're your age or not and you got to meet Jen to know she says that in a very matter-of-fact way like you dumbass why do you need to find your own age but it, it really made an impression on me I realized that didn't really matter and if Susie is looking for gray-haired friends, Jen would be her last friend because she's sitting here right now with red and green hair. So, um, but yeah, no, I think uh, I think that that's one of the things with our friendship that is maybe a little bit unique is that I'm not sure we even, you know, we get together and, you know, I'm in my 30s, Kim is in her 40s, Jen's in her 50s, Susie's in her 60s, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't come up. It's not a thing. Like we just, we hang out, we talk, you know, we all have very different views on religion but we just openly talk about those things and I think it's fun that we do have different perspectives mm-hmm. because it's nice to see how other people are looking at things in life and, and, and super interesting and super important that we can have those conversations and not agree and have it not affect our, our friendship it actually mm-hmm. makes a stronger relationship right and we have a mutual respect for each other and you don't have to agree with everybody's opinion. What we have to do is we have to agree that we value each other's opinion. And that's important. And I think it's just an, an understood. And trust. If we don't agree with each other, we will say it. It's especially Res- especially respect- me. Respectfully. Respectfully. Yeah. And no even, sometimes. Even if you think I'm calling you a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> you do call us dumbasses a lot. <laughs> <laughs> spoken word or an implication but you know that brings up a really interesting fact um i'm sitting here trying to think of a time that i was ever genuinely like mad at one of you guys and i never have been because if you know something happens if one of us offends anybody we're so straightforward we're so honest with each other that you know jen will just say hey dumbass that's not you know (laughs) don't do that and so you know i think a lot of times really being mad at somebody is holding on to some like animosity, some anger. And we don't, we don't even have that opportunity because we're just so open and honest with each other that nothing, everything's on the table and it gets dealt with. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. And the cool thing is too, is that when we're together, if we have an event that we all like that we go to together, we are very open and welcoming and we will make anybody feel like we have known them forever as well. And that's the cool part about each of us. What, one of the things I thought about on that topic is last night when we were at our favorite wine place to mm-hmm. attend, the, the wine area is separated kind of to two, two different separate areas. Like there's a seating area on one side, seating area on the other side. Well, when Kimmy called and made me stay late, 
at the, at the <laughs> event made you. Made, made me, yeah. <laughs> there were some other people in the wine vault. So by the time she came in and sat down and we're all having a good time, we actually turned the chairs around so the people on the other side of the wine vault became part of the group that we were all in. And we're all talking to all these people. And I mean, we, we could, you would have thought we were all friends forever. <laughs> We felt it important that we include everyone. Sure. Everybody. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So on that topic, um, so, you know, we know what it's like to want friends, to not have friends, to try to figure out how to make friends. You know, the theme is making adult friendships is hard. So what advice do you have for somebody that's sitting at home right now, you know, listening to this podcast thinking, okay, well, how the hell do I make a friend? Yeah, I mean, my concern with this podcast is that I don't want it to feel like we're bragging. Like, this is so great. We have this great friendship. Sucks to be you. I mean, we were all in that situation before. For long periods of time. Yeah. yeah. For long periods of time. And so this isn't to say, aren't we lucky? But it's to encourage people to put themselves out there because... There are great potential friendships. It just takes a little work to find them. And you have to make the effort. You have to be willing to get the phone number of the person you had lunch with and had a good time mm-hmm. and text them and say, hey, you want to have lunch? Yeah. Knowing, knowing that maybe they don't feel the same way and that they're going to say, no, I don't. Well, yeah. okay. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it circles back. If you had not sent me that text, we would not be sitting here right now. That right. I mean... So, yeah, a big part of making friends is putting yourself out there. And listen, as somebody who literally smiled like a crazy person at every person who... I mean, I think I camped out in the apartment lobby just like, that person looks cool. Hey, do you want to be my friend? And nobody did. There was a tornado when I was there, and we all had to go down to the first floor and hide under the stairs. And, like, I'm sitting here. Everybody's worried about, you know, the building getting swept away, and I'm looking around like, do you want to be my friend? (laughs) (laughs) And I think, too, though, is that if you want to go somewhere, go. you got to go. Introvert, extrovert, you have to go. You have to make an effort because, and and by effort, I mean, you're not having to, like, I feel like our friendship is easy and we make it. We sat through a lot of lunches and other events where we didn't connect with people. Right. Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah. 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 But I think that, and you know, like with me, if I want to go somewhere, I'm like, can I go? Sure. You know, I mean, but that's my, that's my personality. It's not everybody's, but that's how I work. And they accept me for that. They accept me for being late. They accept me for not being as creative as they all are because i will tell you these women are amazing and i say it to anybody who will listen they're creative they're she's talented. saying that she really means farron and susie <laughs> no i mean these women are smart and talented we have all been business owners or are currently i want everybody to feel that love i mean i'm excited and i think this is excitement about what we have and that's out there for everyone yes sure. that, that ability to connect with people and have that relationship and, and have a girlfriend that'll tell you, yes. Hey, you know what? You got a hair growing out of your chin. You got to pull that out or That's 20. The- like I, <laughs> so Susie, how many events would you say you went to before you and I met 15 and after everyone, I went home saying, I'm never going to make a friend in this place. So, I mean, you just, you have to put yourself out there and you have to be prepared that out of 50 times only two might be successful but you only need those two and there's a lot of social media opportunities for that you know facebook is a good place where you can find 
groups of people don't I mean you're not gonna go on and just meet somebody but there's groups of people that may have the same hobbies as you maybe they like books maybe they like card games maybe they like wine um, you can find the people in those groups but you have to be willing to go too. Uh, lots of times I'll see where people have posted well I've you know I'm part of this group and I haven't met anybody well you, you aren't gonna meet anybody without going to showing something up. and showing up and show up. making the effort one thing that is cool also about the four of us is we do a lot together but we don't, I don't know how to say this correctly, but if Farron and I go to lunch, somebody else isn't as, as, it's not like we get upset. It's not, you know, where um, Susie says, hey, I want to go shopping and Jen and Susie go shopping or Jen and I meet at the diner one day or something like that. It's, we're all friends and there's not this. There's no competition. Yeah. I mean, like we all like each other and we have different times that we can do things. I'm always working. Jen's always out somewhere. Susie's always playing tennis. Farron is always at a concert or doing something great and fun and exciting. And we just have different times when we can get together and it works. And somebody's not like, well, you didn't invite me or Mm -hmm. you didn't call me or, you know, or we might be like, Hey, we're having lunch. Do you want to come up, you know, and it, if we're there and somebody's there, you can always come up and join, but we don't have that. There's competitiveness. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. I guess so. I and mean, you know, sometimes it's all four of us. Sometimes it's two of us, yeah. but it sometimes works. it's and... one of us. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I haven't experienced that. Yeah, yeah. I have. <laughs> but when, um, shortly after I met Kimmy and Jennifer, then I was in their text group and every few days it's like do you guys want to go to breakfast you want to go to lunch you want to meet for a glass of wine and i and i made the comment like you three are really committed to spending time together and i think that's huge i mean a lot of people say they have good friends and they see them you know occasionally or when it's mutually convenient but i just feel like these friends are available at any point and that that's really good for somebody who spent a couple years being really lonely. Well, I think that's probably a good place to wrap this up. So thank you for joining us for our inaugural podcast. Uh, we're so glad that you could join us and we really look forward to having uh, some more fun conversations across four generations. And we invite you to join along anytime. <laughs>